0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. I'm trying to apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome along to episode 101 of the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. This time we're going to be doing a betting preview of the weekend's Premier League action, also looking at the Serie A league uh, and the Bundesliga. As you can see, I am joined by Nigel Sealy from Premier Sports Plays once again. How are you, mate?
1: Easy for you to say, Alex. Easy for you to say. Yeah, oh, very well, mate. Very well. He's bottled it again, any the young, the young, the, the young apprentice.
0: Yeah. He's well, knew, I mean, you know,
1: knew the competition uh, was on. Phoned up with a toothache. I mean, come on. What a lame, lame juice that is. Toothache.
0: If if only uh, if only everyone got to see Nigel's reaction when I told George he would have to pull out with a toothache. <laughs> the thing is though, uh, when, he,
1: when he talks all these stats, he gives me a earache, but I don't pull out.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, you do have a few kids, mate, so we we know about that also. Um, how how's the uh how's the break been, mate? I mean, you've probably still boring. been working, but uh... well,
1: more importantly, how's the break for you? I see you on Twitter, there's love is in the air and, the, and you know bells. Do I need to go and get a suit for the wedding? Do I need to get some shorts they the the invite?
0: No. Yeah, I mean, pick a few more winners, mate. You know, pick that record up, and you might get an invite. I think, but, I think
1: George uh... got upset and hasn't turned up because you asked me to be the best man instead of him. So, <laughs> The speech will be good.
0: The speech will be good. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to say that maybe it wasn't a toothache. Maybe I just had to break the news to him, and he's he's run a mile, a mile, a mile away. So, mate, uh, today we what we'll do actually, uh, while people are on the stream, they're just joining, um, and I guess I can explain throughout. But George has sent me his picks for this week, so. It must be a pretty legit toothache if he's he's gone to all the effort and he's uh, and he's just unable to talk. So, I'll do my best to share his picks in between Nigel's picks today. Um, but yeah, since we are live, which is a bit of a rarity, yeah, feel free to send any questions or comments through throughout the stream, and also yeah, give us a like, subscribe to the channel if you're around for the first time. It is hugely appreciated. Um format as always, we'll go through kind of the game of the round, which it's a bit of a weird week in terms of the scheduling. I mean, the game of the round's tonight. So we'll go through we'll go through the Thursday night game between Manchester United and Liverpool. And then our six game other games we'll go through are kind of scattered from um yeah, from basically tonight up until I think Sunday or Saturday. So um yeah, if you are listening now, then I would be, yeah, just take note of what day these fixtures are being played because if you then, you know, re-watch tomorrow or something, you might have missed a few. But quiz question for the week, which player in the EPL has missed the most big chances this season, Nigel? And I'll give you a few options that we can, uh, I'll give you the options at the back end of the podcast because uh, I'd i rather people maybe not comment what they think the answer is. Maybe at the end we can do a do a quiz question for everyone and everyone can uh Comment their answers and see what people think. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll do the old Google like you like to do, mate.
1: I've got one that I've has come to mind straight away. Just one person, I think. But uh, the person he has got to be someone who plays quite a lot. obviously. yeah. You know, he's not someone who's missed a lot of the season. So it's someone who's regular starter who's played a lot of minutes. So just one person. I just I've just uh, thought of.
0: All right. Love it, mate. We are going to move on to George's first pick, the man who can't talk but he can type, Southampton versus Fulham. I've got the glasses out, mate. I'm ready to go. Here's, here's my uh, here's my best, George. I hope you like it, mate. Southampton <coughs> versus Fulham. The Saints are safe and welcome our relegated and downbeat Fulham side. Mitrovic said, who's a Fulham player. I'll introduce that for you, George. Our performance this season wasn't good enough. We didn't deserve to stay up. Quite a damning assessment there from Mitrovic. Fulham have won just twice against sides in the bottom half this season and have actually fared better against top-half teams. The Cottagers have won just three of their 17 away games this season with only four of those seeing three or more goals. Uh, Saints, on the other hand, home games have only seen three or more goals in eight out of 17 matches. So that's at about 47%. With little to play for now, he's not expecting a classic one, but he is favoring the home side in this one. He has picked out Southampton, and maybe we can get your thoughts on this too. At um he thinks he thinks that he's got them priced at about 1.75, George does. But as you will see on my screen here southampton are at as high as 2.05 in some places um and he also is expecting i guess a dower affair like i mentioned before under two and a half goals at 1.8 <clears throat> also oh, i don't know if it's at 1.8 or that's that's the odds he picked out so um i can get that up for you but any any thoughts early days on uh, on this one from george nigel
1: um well he makes a good case and I can understand the case he's making. Um, the problem with Fulham is they've got a manager who's who's, who's, who's quite looking to move on. And he's uh, a manager that's been linked with Tottenham. He's a manager who potentially could be a candidate for Crystal Palace. He's a manager who's got a good CV despite his side really disappointing this season. And I don't know whether he will, will want that side to, um, to go down with a whimper. I think he wants to keep his stock high. If he gets beat four 0 by Southampton, and he gets beat at the final day of the season, and it gets another drubbing,
0: then Scott are you Parker. About Scott Parker. Are they, yeah. are they chasing Scott Parker? Those clubs.
1: Scott Parker's the second favourite to be the next um, Tottenham manager, and Scott Parker. Yes. If Roy Hodgson goes at Crystal Palace, which it was thought that he moves upstairs, then I think Scott Parker could be the favourite for that job. He's, is you that
0: know, a surprise he, to you?
1: Well, I think he t- he, he, the truck with him, he ticks every single box as a young football manager. He looks good, he dresses well, he talks well. But the only box he doesn't is he can't manage football team. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that, that's the truth. But um, he, um, I, inter- I interviewed him once when I was—he uh, was about fourteen. He was um, over in England. There was a—I was working for the Racing Post newspaper, and uh, his dad bet him to play for England. And he was a fourteen-year-old kid in a McDonald's advert uh, doing flick-ups and stuff. And I went to interview him once. It shows my age, but um, he, um, he, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a proud man. And I think that the talk of Fulham lying down in this game won't happen. The only problem is, and I do agree with George, and is they played again. they uh, get in the game in midweek. Uh, against uh was it, i can't remember who it was now they, they lost two nil who did they lose to burnley was it but yeah i think it was burnley they lost two nil to burnley and that game they needed a week to survive stay in the premier league and they offered nothing and that was a match that they needed to stay and needed to give everything to stay in the premier league and they couldn't find a way to break them down Mitrovic was useless the balls were coming into the box and he just he just couldn't get the end of them he offered nothing he didn't look fit uh, and the players that come on really didn't didn't do anything. And he, he changed his system up. At the beginning of the season, they were losing 3-0, 4-0, 4-2 goals going in left, right and centre defensively. Shored up the defence. And the, the, the football that Fulham have played in recent weeks has been pretty dire. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see that. I could see Southampton are excellent against Crystal Palace. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, you know, 1.7 is the price. But I do see where George is coming from and I do expect to be a market move towards them because there is this sort of belief that Fulham won't try. But I just think with, with Scott Parker, very keen to be a Premier League manager. And, you know, he's going to be in quite a, a, a good position at Fulham. He'll want money and, and if the board don't give it, he could probably get another job in that lower half of the Premier League. That's, uh I think they'll, they will put a performance. So, you know, I, 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 I could probably play the unders and probably play Fulham, but... Um, not, not for much for me. Not much, not much as much in the price. I think as, as what George thinks.
0: All right, too easy. Uh, we'll move on, mate. Back to your next pick. Uh, you're taking me to France.
1: Yeah, I've got two in France. I mean, I mean, I've, the French football this season has been quite, quite good for me actually. Um, and the German league has been quite good. The Italian and the Spanish just haven't really been. I can't really get. A hand, I couldn't really get a handle all season. But the French league is. is it's quite good, and really, it's because there's a couple of teams in France who are just absolutely dreadful. Uh, and one of them, worst team in France by a mile, is Dijon. I mean, they they haven't cut their mustard all season. They haven't, but they're they're absolutely the worst side in France by a distance. They've been relegated. They were relegated months ago in terms of their, their their position. Their goal XG is just horrendous. Probably one of the worst in European football. If you look how many chances they score, how many chances they concede, they've conceded 69 goals this season. Uh, and, and conceded 18 goals in their last five matches um they've started to play a lot of kits um so looking to build for next season try to get back into the, the french the league and unlike uh, unlike uh, in england especially in france and and, and and italy when a team is relegated they usually down tools and, and just just put out kids and don't really try and that is what's happened with Dijon um last week they were they were battered by Angers 3-0 that was their 16th loss in their last 17 and they've lost just and they've won just once in their last 20 matches. Now they play a uh, non-team here who four weeks ago you would have said were going down with them but they've won their last three matches against Strasbourg, Bordeaux uh, and Stade Brest and um, that has given them a real lifeline. If they win this game they're out of the relegation zone currently they're in the bottom three with one game to go but there's teams above them they pose the gap to one point now but they won their games in some style as well their xg has been very very impressive and they've been scoring goals i mean i think they've scored something like uh, nine goals in their last three matches yeah nine goals in their last three games all three wins back to back all three successive wins so they really 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 turned their season on the head they're managed by the former uh, french manager Domenici, who's a decent manager, he's had problems, but um, he's a decent manager at this level. And I think going to to Dijon, who have absolutely nothing to play for, who have literally given up for the last two months and lost all those games, 16 losses in 17 against a side that, if they win, who are playing well, if they win, they go out of the bottom three, one game to go. You've got to bet uh, not to win this game. Now, obviously, they're very short. They're like 1.4 to win the game, which is too short. Well, it's you know, it's, it's it'll, I think it'll win, but you know, a lot of people don't want to bet a one point four shot away from away from home. But I do think, and it's probably again on the sort of the the, the cusp of what you would you would bet here. But I think one point six six on non minus one goal on the Asian handicap, which means if they win by one goal, it's a push; you get your money back. It's a phenomenal bet because all they've got to do is win. Um, the only reason I won't go for the one and a, one and a half or the one and a quarter. Is because it doesn't really matter to non if they win four, five, six, seven, as long as they win and get three points, the chances are other results will go for them and they will go out the bottom half. So I, I would have, you know, some people have said to me, "Why don't you take the one and a half?" Or we can only get the one and a quarter. I, I, I wouldn't probably bet that because if it was one nil, I, I'd be, I would have got the right angle, but I would have been. Uh, they could, they could win two or three, but there's no reason for them to go out and win two or three. So I think non minus one at one
0: point six six is a cracking bet. Yeah, okay. I'll just um I'm just having a look at some odds. You can because you can get better than that at a few places. So one point seven at DAFA bet, SBO bet. So the the Asian bookies there. Um but yeah one point six eight one eight eight bet tips for I would go down like if you
1: can get bigger than I would, I wouldn't take any lower at 1.66. But you know, the the reason I like that is if they win, it's a push. And Dijon get beat every week. I mean, they. You look at their goal xG, Alex. They they must they must be the most worst performing side in European f- top flight football by some distance. And yeah. it's not only they don't, they don't create anything, but they they, they they're against the goal xG against is in the high threes every single game they play. Uh, And against a side that has scored nine goals in three games who are fighting for their life and have got decent forwards, you know, and not not have got some decent players up front um, who are really giving it a go to stay out and and need to win, I think, minus one. is The worst-case scenario is a push. I just cannot see anything other than a not win.
0: All right. Terrific, mate. Uh, Well, I will get over to George's pick now. I'm just losing you hearing-wise. Can you just talk for one sec?
1: Yes, you okay. go. Can you hear
0: uh, me now? Yep, I've got you now. Sorry, mate. Um no Genoa versus Atalanta is George's second match that he wants to go through today. Uh, a win here pretty much guarantees Atalanta's place in the UCL or Champions League next season as they have a much superior goal difference to the fifth-placed Juventus, who welcome Inter yeah. Milan this weekend. Atalanta have won 10 of their 18 away games this season and are averaging 2.4 goals per game overall. Both teams have scored in around 67% of their away matches this season. Genoa have guaranteed their place in the top flight for next season and have scored in their last nine games. Both teams have scored in 78 games of Gen- 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 Genoa's home games this season. Both teams have scored in 78% of Genoa. Okay, yep, that makes sense to me now. All right, so the pick, I oh know I'm just completely botching this, and I'm sorry, George, for, for disrespecting these beautiful write-ups so badly, but um, he's going to go with here both teams to score and an Atalanta win, and he quite likes... Uh, well at least he's gone for bet 365 here because it is a bet builder so he's saying you can get 2.4 in odds or seven seven over five fractional odds whatever however that works so that is george's second pick for today any any thoughts on that mate you've been following the uh the Serie a much
1: i've got no idea what you just said but um i lost it <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I'd rather Georgia with two fake than you trying to actually go through that.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. I'm not a script reader, mate. You know, I just like to go off the cuff.
1: Atalanta games have always got goals. Genoa last night. I bet Genoa last night they won away from home, which is a good result for us. Uh, the only good, thing the only problem is, is for goals. What point of view is well, General safe now from relegation, so they they could throw the shackles off and have a decent game. And Atalanta obviously need to win, so. Wouldn't disagree with that. The trouble with with me is that I I am um, I I only play Asian handicaps and um, total goals and winner markets because of, like for the liquidity side of things. So know, yeah, for that kind of bet, I don't, I don't think I'd I'd be able to to bet it for the for the stake I want. But you know, if, if you if you can, that, then great. But I, you know, George has done the, the homework. Who's to, who's to disagree with him? And um, he makes a good case, and I agree with him. I think that will that will probably cash.
0: All right, nice. And uh, we've got Ricardo here floating a little accumulator. He's saying my banker bet of the week and is Nance or how do you pronounce it, mate? You just what, you don't want yeah, uh, yeah, let go with what you say, mate. I can't pronounce any of these French names. And Lil at one ninety. Any thoughts on that little uh, accumulator, mate? You know, what I
1: like. You know, I like. No, the trouble is, is that with Lille, they're going for the title, and you know, they're in, they're, they're in touching distance of winning the uh, the French league, and Paris Saint Germain are right down the back of the, back of their necks at the top of the table with two games to go, and uh, you know, Alex Ferguson says squeaky bum time. Uh, I think for Lille... <laughs> I think for Lille it's going to be squeaky bum time. I think they're going to, I think they're going to, um, I think it's a, you know, they're going to feel the pressure of Paris Saint Germain, and if some twists and turns could happen. But on paper, yeah, you you would think they would win. But I think that race for the title in, in France is going to be very intriguing. And I think Lille, who, who've never really been in this position for for a long, long, long time, uh, with Paris Saint Germain, the mighty Paris Saint Germain breathing down their necks, could mm. see an exit. I wouldn't be rushing about my minus money. That really short odds on.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it just be great to see a, a nice smaller team get over one of these, uh, what do you call them, European Super League giants, eh? Exactly. Um, your next one, mate, Bordeaux and Lens. you're keeping us in France.
1: Yeah, I am. And, um, I mean, Bordeaux are a side that uh, are in massive trouble both on and off the pitch. Their top-flight flight survival is really hanging by a thread here. I mean, their, their form has been absolutely diabolical since they've had some big problems. The club's in administration, uh, players haven't been un- have been unpaid. A lot of players are refusing to play for the last few weeks, and obviously, since those problems, their performance and their data on the pitch have been absolutely, you know, that of a relegation-threatened side. They looked as though they may be safe. They thought they might be safe. But the problem is now is that uh, non to the bottom of the table started to win. So Bordeaux have now been dragged into a huge, huge relegation battle in France. And they looked like they could go down. They've lost six of their last seven matches. Their only win was a narrow one uh, against Rennes. It was a match that I think I tipped up uh, for Rennes to win. But the game was changed because um, there was a sending off after nine minutes for men and, and they played the whole game with 10 men and Bordeaux just hang, just hang on for a 1-0 win. Uh, since these problems have sort of materialised about the club not paying bills and administration, they've won two of their last 17 matches. Uh, and, and a defeat here with the result and other results could see them in the bottom three heading into the last game of the season. Uh, Lens on the other hand, they've lost their last two matches, but they were against Lille and Paris Saint-Germain, the top two in France. Prior to that, they were they were on a 14-match unbeaten run in in France, uh, and beating a lot of teams in the bottom half of the table. And you know a lot of players, people will turn around and say, "Well, what's the motivation for a lot of these sides?" Well, the motivation for Len is absolutely massive, because they're just one point behind Marseille uh, in a race for the, the Europa League spot. So mm-hmm. if they with two games to go. So, Len, are well up for this game. They really, you know, and I was staggered that they were odds against. I was staggered. They, were, you know, so they were twenty-one to twenty, which is uh, two point zero five, I think, uh, on, on decimal. And um, I, I was amazed. I thought they'd be like one point nine or, or one point eight five. I mean, I can't, I couldn't understand it. I think maybe because they looked at the last two matches being defeats, um, but Bordeaux. Are in crisis. I mean, I mean proper crisis. They're a club that are just going nowhere fast, and there is no, none. There's no, there's no. The no players got any, any will to play for the side that, you know, they've not being paid, and they're in the battle now with, with two games to go to stay in the French league. What, 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 what motivation or what any uh, aspiration has any of these players got? You know, to, to fight for a cause where they're not getting paid. So I, I think Leonard, odds against. I mean, just, just. Uh, two zero five is is a huge bet. I, I've I've bet it. I've actually bet it this morning. um I'd be staggered if it uh, stays that price uh, come kick off time. These are Sunday night eight o'clock UK time. These matches yeah, all, all, the games, all the games all the in France are Sunday eight o'clock.
0: Yeah, so still got a little bit of time before these ones kick off compared to some of the other picks we've had today. Um Yeah, I just got the odds up on the screen. You can still get yeah two zero five. At a few places there, Unibet, Mansion, Betfred, you know, the exchanges. I'll see if I can find anything here quickly on the Trademate site. Five Dimes, Pinnacle at 204. So, yeah, look, you've got, um, yeah, the odds are well and truly available there. Maybe it just hasn't shifted yet because it's still quite early in the week. So might want to jump on. Sooner rather than later. Terrific stuff from you this week, mate. That's your three games done and dusted. But uh, just to finish up, I'll I'll, I'll do my best again and, and read out George's last pick for today. Uh, he's taken me to Germany. So he's gone Schalke versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht are just a point behind Dortmund, who occupy the last Champions League spot currently. Dortmund face a tough, tough trip to Mainz. Uh, Frankfurt are the third-highest goal scorers with 63 goals and face a Schalke side in absolute disarray. Conceded 82 goals this season. Just incredible. Schalke are conceding on average 2.58 goals per game this season and have failed to beat any side in the top half this season, home or away. Schalke is missing up to nine players for this tie, whereas Frankfurt can call on the majority of their stars as they look to jump back into the Champions League spots. Um, and in the reverse fixture, uh, Frankfurt won three goals to one. Now, his pick here, he's going to the Asian handicaps here, and um, he's found a bit of an outlier here from. Bet Victor, I'll just get it up on my screen. He likes Frankfurt mi- uh, minus two goals. So, if Frankfurt win by two goals, it'll be a push. If they win by more than that, the bet will win. Uh, Frankfurt minus two. You can get it two point zero five on Bet Victor, two point zero four on Bet three six five. There. So, that's George's last pick, and I guess the last pick for the podcast, mate. Any any final comments on? on uh, I, f- I feel like i put a bit of a better effort there in terms of uh george's
1: you know statement what do you reckon you, you put a better effort in than george You turned up yeah so you definitely put a better effort in than him um i think uh, the argument again is solid it's a solid argument my, my only problem again is that um Meintrad frankfurt don't all they need to do is win <laughs> i mean a win is, is job done and then they go into the final day of the season hoping that dortmund drop points so and they're ten goals adrift in the goal difference of of of, uh, of Dortmund. So I can't see them making up ten goals in two games. If there were three, two goals adrift or three goals adrift on goal difference, I'd turn around and say, yeah, they could, they'll kick on and could win three or four. Um, that that would be my only that would be my only uh, reservation here. But yeah, I do. I think they'll win, and I think they'll I think they win. Wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me to see it be a push though. But um, yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree with that. He's done all the hard work.
0: Yeah, all right, nice. Uh, yeah, we just got a little comment here from – sorry, I'm just struggling to see. My eyes aren't, aren't doing the best for me today. Uh, Stu Mick, he says, Frankfurt and four goals in the match is good value. Shulker, desperate idiots, even if they put up a fight. That and Gonolans G- to get booked yeah. versus Real. Casemiro will piss him off. Well, there we go.
1: Your missus is his eyes your
0: son, me. or is this your son, mate? He's just he's come in fired up.
1: My son, no, he's not my son, no, but I was saying that you're, <laughs> you're the only one with bad eyes in mean, the family. The missus who said yes you must have bad eyes as well.
0: <laughs> uh, touche, touche, mate. All right, uh, let's let's finish things off with our uh, well, with your best bet of the weekend, mate, and then we'll get to the quiz question.
1: I like them all, uh, but I will go for not. Minus one, uh, as the bet of the week against an abysmal Dijon side, not need to win at the bottom of the French league to get out the relegation zone. They're banging form. A Dijon side who just lose every single week, nothing for nothing. So, nonce minus one.
0: There he goes, he's gone for the the, the, the smallest odds. So, he's really he hasn't gone for the, for the big play there, but anyway. I'll won't say much more about that uh if if you'd like to follow this beautiful man that you see in your screen or to the right of your screen sorry uh at Sealy underscore nigel uh, obviously you know go and follow george too even though he hasn't showed up at c george gamble uh and go and check out premier sports plays.com as nigel mentioned earlier Exciting times coming up for Premier Sports players with the addition. He's actually gone and hired George. I mean,
1: <laughs> the, the
0: website's hit an all-time low. Say
1: so, mate. Hey, on These are all the begging letters that he sent me. The what? Sorry, all the letters he sent me begging me for a for a job. <laughs> I, I'm about
0: to give him a chance, everyone. I'm about to give him a chance. <laughs> oh, mate! Someone has. So he does do a good job, but I mean, it, it's getting a bit desperate, isn't it? All right. Uh, which player in the EPL has missed the most big chances this season? Maybe we'll give everyone a chance to to send in your picks really quickly. Um, I've got a few options for everyone. Uh, Timo Werner, Patrick that Bamford. My, that, was my, that was
1: my pick. That was my pick.
0: what Timo Werner so, was.
1: Only a first thought of yet.
0: Okay, so you got Timo Werner, Patrick Bamford, Mo Salah or Jamie Vardy. So there's the four options. Maybe we'll give everyone a little bit of time to uh, to send in their picks. But um, maybe we can fill the air for a little bit. Nigel, how's, what's the plans for the weekend, mate? <laughs>
1: I'm going to the FA Cup final, Alex.
0: The FA Cup final's on this weekend?
1: I, on Saturday. You've missed it, yeah.
0: Oh, who, going, who knew, mate? I didn't realise there was an FA Cup without Arsenal in the final.
1: i against Leicester, and I'm going to the FA Cup final on Saturday. I'm one of the lucky few who's been t- asked to go for Wembley test no, it. No, no. So I'm going. Me, me, and my friend of mine are going to the Cup final. We should have talked
0: about that game. I didn't even know it was on, mate.
1: Yeah, to be fair, it's it doesn't taken – I mean, the Premier League games are now bigger than the FA Cup final. But uh, yeah, I'm off to Wembley. So for, I think there's going to be twenty-two thousand fans there. So
0: that'd be quite interesting. Yep. Any any takes on that one, mate?
1: Mate, I'm not gonna have a bet. I'm just gonna meet my mate up at eleven o'clock in the boozer and get right on a good old session on a Saturday afternoon. Because I've missed I've missed that for a long time being in lockdown. So I've got I won't be I won't be having any bets. I'll just be just having a few beers and having a laugh.
0: Yeah, we'll get the odds up on the screen for everyone, for anyone who's Yeah,
1: interested. but obviously like I mean I I can I can get it for you here, but obviously Chelsea you know, going to be de- decent favourites, but um, that in the ninety minutes they're they're one point nine seven, um, Leicester four point three, and the draw three point seven. But to win the cup itself, Chelsea are one fifty two, and Leicester are two eighty six. Both of them, though, uh, you can make cases against the two of them because obviously Chelsea trying to get in the Champions League football, not certain about that. Lost last night against Arsenal, and obviously with their. European Cup final against Manchester City that which is their priority, and obviously we have got Leicester who are involved in a massive, massive, massive fight for uh, for uh, Champions League football as well. Um, so it, it looks like a game that no one will want to win. Um, I, I think oh, it mate. could be. <clears throat> Sorry,
0: that, that, uh, I was going to say that that Chelsea. I was watching the Chelsea Arsenal yeah. game this morning. I would not read into that at all if I was if oh, I was no, following Chelsea. Anything.
1: What I'm trying to say to you is that um, it's not the FA Cup is a big day for them, but it's the Champions League is their main priority in Champions League football. And for Leicester, the same thing. I think the FA Cup is secondary. About they want to get in the chat, keep that top four finish. That's what they want to do. The one thing I would probably have a lean towards. I think it could be quite an open game. Actually, I think that um, Leicester are a much better side in the cup, much more open. They're a much better team away on the road in the Premier League than they are at home they go out and attack Vardy's a danger of his pace as we know uh, Madison creates lots of opportunities and they, they they look a much better side in the cup in that kind of style one-off game uh, and and I think Chelsea um, will, will probably have a go I mean you know Tuchel's obviously been so defensively strong but I think the odds on the over two and a half goals are sort of 2.3 I don't think it's a I don't think it's a that. I think it's that much difference between over and under. So I'd probably have a slight lean towards over over two and a half goals.
0: All right, nice. Um, all right, no one ended up answering the quiz
1: question. George George Classic.
0: Anyway, and uh, know George tuned out. Obviously, he got very uh, bored yeah. me me reading his little uh, scripts. But um, mate, you're Let's actually wrong.
1: he was my you give me when you had all the players in the Premier League to choose from without giving him the front four. I went for Verne, and that was my first pick. But out of the four that you said, I'm going to go for Mo Salah.
0: No, Bamford, mate. It was was by it was by a few goals too. I think he's had he's missed. It was like 21 or 23, something like that. Uh, Big. Uh, big chances, miss this season, which I was in, uh, I've barely watched any leads, obviously, but I was just, uh, it's just interesting because most people are saying he's had a great season. But I mean, just because you miss big chances doesn't mean all that bad. It also means that at least you've been getting in position. So um, yeah, there you go. Interesting Interesting. stuff.
1: Well, that
0: made my day. Now I know that. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. All right. uh, Next podcast coming up for everyone. I'm. I'm, I don't even know why I put this in every time, but I guess it'll be next. We'll be back next week sometime, uh, Thursday or Friday, to go through next weekend's fixtures. Bit of a weird time at the moment. I assume next weekend will probably be the last round of the EPL, and then we'll have the Champions League and Europa League after
1: that. Europe, it's everything. Your EPL, Spain, Germany, the lot.
0: Yeah, so we should have you covered next week. Uh, but other than that, thanks for listening, everyone. Do a quick rate and review of the podcast if you can. Subscribe while you're on the channel at the moment. Hit the like button. Would be much appreciated. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today, more so the value betting ones, start a free week trial of Trademate Sports and start your value betting journey. Nigel, terrific stuff, mate. You've, uh, you've come back on fire and uh, we'll see you very soon.
1: Take care, mate. All the best. Hope and let's all pray and have our thoughts for for George and his two kids.